Your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell and I'm here with my co-host Karen Cassian and I'm in the studio this morning. We're welcoming our, our, our guest, Tina McCauley. Tina is a painter and a photographer. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. Welcome. Thank you for joining us, Tina. Yeah, thanks for having me. I first became acquainted with your work, Tina, when I visited the visitor center. The Algonquin Room there has a gallery. And uh, this was in November 2020, and I saw that you were from Huntsville, and I thought we should have you on the radio program. Now, it's taken some time to get you here, but we're glad to have you today. And then we found out you're a member of the Huntsville Art Society, and uh, we um, are now at the Huntsville, Huntsville Library, and I think you're there with a bunch of emerging artists, you know? Yeah, we just opened with the Emerging Artist Show um, a week or so ago. So yeah, What's the show called? The Emerging Artist Show. <laughs> it was supposed okay. to take place actually in Partners Hall, but then the Omicron, yes. you know, Shut caused us down. to have mm-hmm. to revisit that. And luckily for us, the Huntsville Public Library had asked us to start thinking about putting art back in the library. And they were able to be open and at half occupancy. So, And we're now in hospice also, which is yeah, yeah, so the Huntsville Art cool Society is making an effort to show where in venues mm-hmm. where it's possible to do so. Has the experience been a good one for you? Yeah, it's. Um, we did set up last week and um, everyone was very nice. I got to meet the other artists. Um, I go to the library all the time and I've always admired the art. So it kind of feels special to have my stuff oh, on the wall. That's great. That's so nice yeah. To hear. Yeah, it was can really tell, nice. Can you tell us how you ended up in Huntsville? Are you yeah. from Huntsville? No, we're not from Huntsville at all. Um, my boyfriend and myself were living in Waterloo. Um, we had met when we were younger and lived in Alora and a few different places. And we sort of ended up in Waterloo just with jobs and friends, and it was never intentional. Um, And I can't say I loved Waterloo when I lived there. Like, there was a lot of good things. We had great friends, um, but never quite felt like home. And we were always coming up to Algonquin and Huntsville on vacations. Um, And people would always joke, like, you may as well just move there. You're there all the time. And it was, I think one year I was like, I'm not going to Algonquin. I'm only going to go to places within two hours. And it was like the worst summer ever. Like, I just couldn't find my groove. Um, and then we kept kind of talking about how we wanted to move here when we were going to retire, which is still quite a ways away. Um, yeah. And then we just one day were like, well, let's live somewhere that we love. Um, my company, I do marketing at a software company. And at that time, a lot of my team was remote. So I was driving downtown Kitchener, going into the building and then on Zoom calls with people in California all day. And I was like, I don't think I need to be here to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I talked to my boss. who was wonderful. Um, and then she let me work remotely. And then once I moved, my husband does construction and he was able to find work pretty easily up here because um, that's in high demand. Um, we had some friends up here that helped us and we just kind of like made the plunge. Um, and it was sort of neat. It was one of those things that felt like it was meant to happen. Like once we decided everything was easy, like Chris got a job within a day. Um, like, yeah, the house worked out really well. A friend of a friend knew someone who was listing something. Um, we met lots of great people and it, yeah, we just, sounds like it was meant to be. Yeah. How long ago was that? So that was, it was almost five years. It'll be five years this spring. So before the pandemic. It was before the pandemic. Um, people thought I was absolutely crazy. Um, they like, just for my job, people were like, well, what are you going to do if you can't work remotely? People didn't kind of understand that as a concept then. Um, I actually have a spreadsheet somewhere of like, say I can't get any job at all. And I'm working at a different job with a different pay. Could I manage my expenses. Like I really did a lot of like risk assessment and what we would need to do. 
Um, we certainly bought real estate at the right time. Yeah, yeah, and we sold pretty well in Waterloo. Um, like things were going up then, and things hadn't been going up here, so we did do pretty well real estate wise moving, oh, which was great. super helpful when you're doing something kind of scary. Did you realize what a great town Huntsville was for the arts and for culture yeah. before you came up? Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of artists here that I had admired or taken workshops from or followed their artwork. Um, so that was one of the reasons I wanted to be like in an artist community and mm -hmm. somewhere really fun. It's a, it's a great town for that. Well. Yeah. And I actually, when I was young, when I was a student, I worked at Deerhurst one summer. So I'd spend a summer in Huntsville and I loved it. Mm -hmm. um, I, there is, um, and I had stayed with a family in town and it was such a great experience. So I sort of knew what it was like living here. Um, so yeah. So you did not study art, it seems, uh, in your background, but where did art enter your life? Um, I always did art in school. Um, in high school, I loved art. I won an art award, which I was quite proud of in high school. Um, and then when I went to university, I did less art. Um, just I was kind of focused on my studies. I didn't have a ton of money for supplies or workshops or that sort of thing. Um, and after my undergrad, I did my MBA, and that kept me busy for a while. And I remember when I graduated my MBA, my friend Kathy just signed us up for a beginner painting course at the Alora Center for the Arts. Um, and it was such good timing because I had like quite a busy period behind me. Um, and we jumped in and took that workshop. And then from there, we started to take other workshops and meet different people. And then it just sort of like snowballed and kind of kept getting more and more things. And I got more into it over time after that. What's your medium? Oh, that's a tricky question because I have a few. Yeah. Um, I love photography. Photography I've always done, especially on trips and things. Um, I work in oil paint now and I do soft pastel. What that's is it. soft pastel? So, um, it looks sort of like chalk pastel, but it's like not the oil pastels. They're very, um, yeah, there is, um, and there is a man in Cambridge. He owned the pastel studio. Um, and he had workshops there and he had beautiful, like really nice soft pastels, like kind of the best of the best materials, which is always fun using art. If you have, um, really nice materials to use. And I did workshops with him and he had an open studio time. Um, and we had a great group of people that we all went every week and kind of encouraged each other and Edward, um, was a great instructor as well. So I learned a lot through him using pastel. And I just love like the tactile feel of them and that sort of thing. So that was, I love pastels. They're not as common. Um, and you do have to frame them and display them a little bit differently. So there's bit, special bit. papers. Yeah, you have to have, it's almost like a sandpaper. Yes. Yeah. And how you cover, the, you, you usually put glass or plexi on top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you frame them with double mats. Yeah. Remember Bonnie Buse also had talked about pastel, but I didn't know what soft pastel was, I I've heard of pastel before, but yeah. It's just a bit different. Some people use oil pastels, mm -hmm. so it's a bit different than that. Have you ever tried the water-based oils, which to me seems like a bit of a... I haven't. I had just gotten all my oils when I kind of heard about the water-based ones, and I was like, well, I just bought a whole bunch of stuff, mm -hmm. so I don't want to tempt myself because I, yeah. I love, like, trying new things and mm -hmm. buying new Do you new do things. on plein air? I, a lot, yeah. yeah. Um, my friend Katie Oki and myself, we do uh, plein air a lot together. Um, so it's kind of nice to have someone to do that with and go outside and paint. And Katie was your partner in the collaborator in the show that was Paddles and Paintbrushes. Yes, that's correct. And, and do you, when you had, have had previous shows there, have you collaborated previously? Yeah, I've always done with Katie. Katie encouraged me to apply, uh, apply in the first place. Um, we had growing up together. Um, yeah, so Katie and I, we've done all of our exhibits in the Algonquin Visitor Center together. Um, she actually encouraged me to apply in the first place. Um, we've done three exhibits. They're spaced about four years apart. Um, Katie and I grew up together. I met her in grade one. Um, so we had always known each other growing up. And then we did a lot of trips in Algonquin together. We did a lot of photography together. She encouraged me to paint all the time. Um, so she's been a really great inspiration and influence on the development of my art. 
Um, and I'm often shy to share things or to put myself out there. Um, I would never have applied on my own. And Katie was just like, we're doing this, get it together. Um, and that was kind of the push that I needed. And I think I have a friend like that. That's great. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think cause she's, we're lifelong friends. So you mm-hmm. kind of know when someone needs a push and when mm-hmm. they maybe don't need a push and she's great that way. Um, and she's lots of fun to paint with too. She has, um, her art is beautiful. She works in acrylic and it's very like vibrant and graphic and awesome. Um, so it's always nice to work with. And then I'm a little bit softer. So we have different styles, but it's fun to paint because we're looking at the same thing, but taking different things away from it. Do you it. take photographs when you're on plein air, out, uh, on plein air because of the changing light? Yeah, um, I do take, it depends a little bit. Once I get into a painting, if I'm into it, I just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely at the beginning, if I want to just make sure I have something, if I go back later to check values or just composition that I've messed something up. Um, once I get in the groove painting, I kind of get in the zone and then I don't stop as much. Um, the worst painting I ever did plein air was in Algonquin and it was a really sunny, hot day and I was painting away, having the time of my life. And like a mother and child came up and they were talking to me and the girl was an artist and it was like such a great experience. And then at the end of the day, I was like, Oh, I've been painting with my sunglasses on all day and they're like (laughs) tinted polarized. And I took them off and like the painting was hot garbage. Like it was so bad. I couldn't believe it. But um, you had a nice day all the same. It was a lovely day, but the woman, the child must have been like, oh, good for this lady. Try Like, it was such a bad painting. Bon yeah. yeah, that's funny. So your favorite subjects, what are they? Um, I love landscapes. I love water when there's like um, anything kind of sunrise, sunset, the different colors and changing light. I love when there's that like sparkle cascading on the water. Um, that's something that always appeals to me. Waterfalls I like. Um, right now I'm doing a lot of snow scenes, um, lots of beautiful snow. Um, and I really love like when the light kind of comes through the trees and casts some shadows and you see almost like different colors getting picked up on the snow. Mm. Um, that's been kind of a focus for me for the last couple months. What can people expect to see at the library? Um, at the library, I have three different paintings. There is one that is from Rock Lake in Algonquin. And it was uh, this summer I was on vacation and we had like 100 millimeters of rain in a few days, like absolutely bucketed. And then at the end, when it was going away, it was like this beautiful pink kind of cascaded as the clouds finally went away. Um, so I have a, a, quite, a quite a big painting of that one. Um, there's another painting from my backyard. Um, so like a traditional Muskoka scene with like the granite and trees and light coming through the trees. Um, yeah. So that's. So was that a occurrence, that event that you mentioned, the rain, was it also the substance of uh, after the rain? Yeah. So that's um, that picture that was in the Doppler. Those paintings are the same scene, but different views. So one of them is a focus on the light on the water. Um, and then the other one is more focusing on the sky and the clouds. That's a magnificent work. And that's a quite a nice thing that it was featured for the artifacts for week number 47. Yeah. And that was December 19th. So yeah. if people want to look for that, they can still find it and see that work. Yeah. It's a beautiful work. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm doing classes with Janine Marson and she's always saying like, Oh so my, are you going to this afternoon? I do evenings. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a break right now. There's so much to talk about. We'll be back with Tina McCauley, our guest on Arts or Us. This 
This is Dr. Shervin. Hello. Dr. Shervin owns a dental practice in Huntsville. Yes, ma'am. But it's not only a dental practice. Dairy Lane Dental plays a major role in our community, supporting organizations that enrich your town like Community Radio, being a member of the Bay Food Crew, and Huntsville Hospital Foundation Business Cares Program. Dr. Shervin and his team at Dairy Lane Dental knows that alongside truly understanding their patients by providing a pleasant dental experience comes a responsibility to take care of our home. This is correct. Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka. Your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine. The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on the Bay. back on Arts Russ. I'm Noreen Mitchell with Karen Cassian, my co-host, and our guest today is Tina McCauley. And Tina was talking about taking a course with Janine. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Janine's someone I always really admired her work. I had actually seen her work before I moved up here and really followed what she did. Um, and she's a great teacher. Um, she is, and yeah. a master in color. I yeah. took the courses from her. It's motivating for me to take courses from her. Yeah, just that like accountability every week and meeting up with the other artists. Um, and she's helping me a lot with composition um, a joke I have with her is I always seem to have like diagonal lines or triangles or different things. So she's helping me to use those effectively as opposed to have like lines leading out of the painting. Um, but the Rock Lake photo, um, and she'll do like lessons each week, but she was really saying like to crop in and make your painting about one thing. Um, and something I used to do was like, if I saw something beautiful, I wanted to capture it all. And I did like an awesome sky and had all the water. Um, so those, that series of paintings was like, uh, with Janine's advice, I really wanted to like have one about the water and one about the sky and make paintings a bit more deliberate with what I was doing that way. Okay. So um, you all, your photography has been uh, recognized and I, I found a picture that a photograph that was credited to you of the um, Luther Marsh. Yeah. So yeah. how did that come about? So that's... Um, it was in the Narwhal. Oh, okay. Magazine, so. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Um, yeah. So when I lived in Waterloo, there was like the Grand River conservation areas and there was different parks that we would go to. And Luther Marsh is quite nice. It's like a pond area. Um, kind of like a, yeah, it's, it's a marsh and it's like, it's not huge, but there's lots of different bird life and different scenes. Um, so that's somewhere we would often go up there and canoe around and that sort of thing. Um, and with the Grand River, you could submit photos. They had photo competitions and different things. And then something more recently with the uh, Canadian Geographic magazine. Yeah, so right now there is a vote ongoing. They do, when they pick a cover, they have, they mock up three different covers, and then they have a vote, and then they look at other criteria, and then they choose which one they're going to publish. So it's um, for Cangio Kids for the Cutest Animals, which is quite flattering to have like a photo considered like the cutest animals in Canada. Um, it's a pine marten that we had seen in Algonquin, and it is one of my favorite photos myself. Um, so that, that was exciting just to see it mocked up. Like, even if I don't get to go further, um, just to be at this stage was so exciting That's to pretty, see that. How do you take those pictures? I look at them and think, do you have to sit there for hours? Do you have a, a major zoom lens or what? How do you so I, I do have a zoom lens. Um, it goes up to 400 millimeters. I don't have, some photographers have quite elaborate equipment. Um, I sort of have like a mid range setup, um, but I can get decent shots, um, for the most part. Pine Martins, you do kind of sit around and they'll, they'll often run back and forth. Um, they're curious, so they do kind of look at you and see what you're doing. So it's um, as long as they don't run away. And if you find them, they're, they're usually good to take photos of. Um, we want to, I think it was two years ago, every time we hiked, we were seeing them. There was just one year that there was quite a few all the time that we would run into. 
Um, we had a neat experience on Spruce Bog, Spruce Bog Trail a couple of weeks ago. We saw one and it went up to a tree and then like got into a little, like a branch full of snow and went to sleep. It was so neat. Like they're the cutest little animals. On your website, it says, Tina can often be found in a canoe, camping, hiking, or snowshoeing. Her artwork captures the beauty she finds on her adventures. That sounds like one of your adventures. Does your dog go with you? My dog does, depending, like today's about like minus 30, so I wouldn't take her today. You can notice it hurts her paws. Um, But yeah, we often have her with us, unless we're skiing or something that's not capable. Um, And the canoe, she's always there. Um, she sits in the middle. She's actually very well behaved in the canoe. I think cause we've done so much. And um, I think she finds it relaxing. She mm-hmm. usually goes to sleep. Relaxing or bored. Hard to tell with the dog. I, I think they like it. Now. Yeah. Dogs like it. Yeah. And it talked about snowshoeing. And I think you took people on a tour of uh, Algonquin Park on snowshoes. Did you not? Yeah. So with um, the Friends of Algonquin Park, we try to do as much volunteer work as we can with them. I love that organization and all the people. I'm a member. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're really great. Um, And through doing the exhibit in Algonquin, we've met some of the staff and gotten to know them. Um, So now we always try to volunteer when they do the Winter in the Wild weekend, which is over Family Day weekend. Um, Not during COVID, but during normal times, they always run that. Um, So we'll help. I do a lot of photos for them just so they have photos to then advertise their events down the road. Um, And then my boyfriend and I have helped to guide the hikes as well, which is quite fun. They get I think they had like 75 people come out. And they lend them all snowshoes and we all go up the hill together. And 75 of you? Yeah. And it, yeah, (laughs) like it wasn't, I thought, I thought it would be smaller when we offered to help. I didn't quite clue in, but it's, everyone has such a good time. It's most people, it's their first time on snowshoes and it's there. It's just nice. Like when I, like we love Algonquin so much and you get to share it with everybody. It's so fun. So you go to the visitor's park if you wanted to do something like that? Is that how? Yeah. When they run them, it's actually at the visitor center, um, Kevin, who he'll make a trail before, so they don't pick an interpretive trail. He he designs a trail just for that day. So he'll go and he'll pack it down and he has signs up pointing out different things. He'll try to find like different features and like learning opportunities along the way. That's cool. Yeah. Tell us a bit about your website. It's quite lovely, I would say. And you have some things that uh, people should know about on that website, I would say, in your gallery. Yeah. So the website, um, I use Shopify for the surveys. Um, I have a few friends that work at Shopify and they, I didn't have a website for the longest time. And it was actually my friend Lynn really kept encouraging me to have a website and she was at Shopify. And then I decided to try it out. Um, and that's great software. It's nice to support a company that a lot of my friends work at. Um, and through that, you can upload your photos, you can put them for sale and it has the storefront all managed, um, which is nice. Cause I didn't I didn't want to invest a lot of in time setting up a website, um, and that kind of makes it very easy to upload things and get descriptions and that sort of thing. So you have your paintings and you have your photographs. Yeah. You also have some other items in collections. Yeah, so I do that. Um, I do a few knitted items as well. I knit all the time, and people are always asking me for things. Um, so I have started to put things up there. Um, I should knit more and keep adding more things, but knitting is kind of slow, so it takes a while. Um, and then usually before Christmas, sometimes I'll order, like, um, greeting cards or notebooks with like pictures of paintings on them and different things like more more merchandise as opposed to original artwork. Um, so the store kind of changes um, and I do try to do something before the holidays. So it's a little bit different as well. And it's f- easy to find you. What's your website? It's tinamacaulay.com. Um, I do have an unusual spelling of my last name. So it's M-C-A-U-L-E-Y. Most people put two C's and then I'm lost forever. But yeah. Can people find you on the Huntsville Art Society yeah. site? Yeah, so that's a good place to find me. And then I have the link to the website right from there as well. Oh, good. 
Okay. Do you have a studio or someplace special to paint when you're not on plein air? <laughs> yeah, I do have in my basement. I've set up. It's kind of the mud room that comes off the garage. Um, and I've been setting that up. I got like a proper easel, which was kind of life changing. I don't know why I went so long without a nice easel. Um, and then I have a nice table set up and some drawers and stuff to keep paints in and that sort of thing. Um, that was a big change too. like for anyone who is an artist having a permanent space set up that you can leave stuff out, leave in progress. It makes a, big difference. It makes a huge difference. Um, can I ask you um, how life has changed for you during COVID and, and your painting? And Yeah, um, probably not as much as other people um, because I work remotely to start with. A lot of my activities, um, things like hiking and snowshoeing and canoeing, I could do anyways. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the first week when like social distancing was introduced as a concept. I was just like, this yeah. is not as different from my regular life as it should be. Um, like not seeing family and stuff is hard, but besides that, like my life has not as, I've not had as many interruptions as other people for sure, which I'm grateful about. Um, and for painting, I've been more inspired, I think, cause I have more time to do that type of thing. Cause you're not visiting as much. Yes. Um, you want to kind of stay happy and productive and doing things and I'll paint if I can't go and see my family or visit friends or do that type of thing. So I think my paintings actually picked up a little bit during COVID. What have you found to be the benefits? I hope there are benefits in associating with your friend, Katie, and also with the Huntsville Art Society and able to show. Yeah, um, I love meeting other artists. I love seeing what they're doing. Um, for me, what's fun about art is just learning all the time, and it's best to learn from other people. So be, anytime I do a class, it's like I love the instructor and what I learn, but I also love the people that I meet. Um, and then the same with the Huntsville Art Society. Um, I did my first exhibit with them back in December. So that was a neat experience um, to be on display. And then when we went to the opening reception and to meet other people, um, see other people's work, hear about how they're doing it. Um, it's really great that way. It was really too bad that that got curtailed by Omicron. But yeah. you're going to be in, you are in the next show of the Huntsville Art Society members, Fresh Paint. Yes. So we're glad to see that. <laughs> yeah. You haven't given up on us. <laughs> no, no. It's... um. Yeah, you can't really help when stuff is open and closed. You just kind of roll with it. Same with that the Algonquin Visitor Center. Like we were closed for quite a big chunk of time. It's disappointing, but you take the time that you have and enjoy it. And, and the uh, Fresh Paints show is from? Is it's it on uh, beginning? Um, we set up this Wednesday. Yes. So that's February 16th to March 15th. Yes. In Whole month. Partners Hall. And it's a pop-up yeah. show. Yes. And so how many, you've got a piece of, of your work in there. Yeah, I have two two smaller paintings in okay. there. Yeah. Okay. Have you got any future projects or plans that you'd like to share with us that you know about? <laughs> um, down the road again, I know Katie and I would love to apply to be in the Algonquin Visitor Center again. Um, we always enjoy doing that. Um, and is that easy to do, the application? Um, the application, yeah, I usually do. I, I like doing it. So I do like um, Blurb as a company where you can like self-publish and I'll like make a book of all my photos. Um, so I do that, but I don't think I, I have to go to that extreme and then you just fill out some different information. Um, and the works themselves have to represent Algonquin. Yeah, they actually have a naturalist go around at the beginning and, and just make sure your work is representative of the park and that the, everything was taken there. Well, it's wonderful. Uh, we'll look for you in Algonquin Park as well as locally here in Huntsville. Yeah. yeah. So um, how we've told you people how to find you on your website. You also have other social platforms, social media platforms. Yeah, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I think Instagram, it's Tina McCauley 2. There was another Tina McCauley that stole just my name. Um, just the number two. Okay. Yeah, so that's on there as well. And if you go to my website, you can link up to them as well. It's probably easier. Um, and then Facebook, it's just my name, Tina McCauley. 
And your show is on now in Huntsville Public Library until March, the end of March. Yes. Wonderful. That's great. Mm. Thank well, you very nice much. it's nice meeting you, and uh, we wish you luck. Yeah. Hopefully we see you in Algonquin Park. Or, yeah. Oh, um, for sure. There's no opening for the pop-up show, but... Uh, we'll see how that goes. In, in <laughs> yeah. we, were, we, were, we were just trying to get... Get something, something on the walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll see if we can manage anyway, that. Good luck to you. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having here. Thank you. So, Karen, you have a few things to talk about? Yes, the uh, Huntsville Festival of the Arts um, has a lineup coming up now. They've postponed many of their, um, their entertainers, but they have new dates for them. So, Chantal Kreviatsu, uh, March 19th. Matt Anderson is March 20th, uh, Donovan Woods, April 23rd, the Washbourne Union, April 27th, uh, Johnny Reed is coming to Deerhurst, October 14th, um, as well, Eclipse, Walk with the Light, that's out of the Heritage Center, and it's every evening until May, I think the beginning of May, the Monarch um, School of Performing Arts is uh, has a show on at the Algonquin Theatre from February 25th to March 5th, uh, entitled The Last Five Years. That's Mallory Duncan. Um, so check that out on their on the Algonquin website. Uh, and I think that's it for me. How about you? Well, actually, I wanted to mention that the Algonquin Room at the Visitor Centre in Algonquin Park, there is currently a show on of works of Jason George, and that's on until April 27th. And it's called The Many Faces of Algonquin. And he is a wildlife photographer. So also always fun to go there. And currently, uh, so at New Adventures in Sound Art in South River, they're having their deep wireless festival of radio and transmission art, which continues. So check out New Adventures in Sound Art at their website, which is nasa.ca, N-A-I-S-A dot C-A. And that's interesting to see what's going on there. I also wanted to mention the Vamp Center Mountain Film Festival World Tour 2022, and that will be on in the Algonquin Theater on April 19th. I have my tickets. In April 20th. <laughs> Always wonderful to go to see those. Mm-hmm. So there's some things to do that are, and of course things, things are, are opening, opening up. up. Yeah. Yep. And it's fun and look for beauty everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So we're signing off for Arts Are Us today. There's only one Hunter's Bay Radio. We, we are, are Muskoka. Muskoka.